Hey, happy Masters Week and welcome to decaf. I got my, uh, Mark still has his jazz hat on. I've, I don't know if I've ever seen Mark on a Zoom call without a jazz hat on. I, I think after a year- I've a Notre Dame hat, Notre Dame hat once. You did have a Notre Dame hat once, but I've, after a year of COVID doing Zoom calls with you, I think I've only ever seen you wearing a hat and 99% of the time it's been a jazz hat. I know. I love wearing hats. I think it's so weird when people don't like, it. I just wear hats everywhere. I just think they're so cool. Um, I but, love hats too, but all of mine are like sports hats. And sometimes it's like not appropriate, but it's master's week. So I have on my mom's master's hat from when my dad went in 2007 and I stole the hat. By the but way, the weirdest thing is when people have hats with nothing on them. It's like, what are you even representing? Like when they just have blank hats, like what's the point of that? Like, I don't like, could you be any more boring? <laughs> I found a hat the other day that I really wanted to get. It said cool mom, even though I'm not a mom. I feel like I'm kind of like a like a mom to all my friends said cool mom. And I almost got it just just for kicks. But you would have well, made at least it says something. At least it's not plain. Ugh. <laughs> and the and the leather hat. Ugh. I just there's some hats that are just the worst. I don't like I mean, we can go into this, but I, 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 the flat brim hats, I don't like either. I used to like try them like, oh, it doesn't, I don't know. I just not, it's not that comfortable. It looks stupid on me. I love like snapback hats that have the mesh on the back. I, I, I love those the most because they let your head breathe. Oh, like, like this one? Yes, but that have like the mesh on the back of it, like a trucker hat kind of look. Oh, see, I, oh, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like the ones with this. I have two jazz hats like this, and this is the one, like, this is the one I could find today. So I like the ones without the, the straps, if I can get it. Most of mine don't. I, I actually ordered recently, I got a new Braves hat. I got it in pink, and I got a new Alabama. I ordered a hat when Alabama won the SEC championship in basketball, and I got one of those hats. Um, but yeah, I'm a big like sports t-shirt, sports hat fan and and that's what all like literally all of my hats are if they're not like patagonia they're sports yeah don't wear plain hats that's our that's our real that's our that's our rule i'll never wear a plain hat on here um speaking of sports and my braves hat um our first topic today goes pretty seamlessly into that um if you've been paying attention if you haven't been living under a rock you have seen that there has been a lot of controversy about the new law in georgia the voting law in georgia and that the major league major league baseball kind of uh caved to the haters and moved the all-star game out of georgia and honestly i'm kind of upset about that because i was fully planning on going i mean now that suntrust the suntrust park is a lot closer to nashville it's an easy drive to get to atlanta and i'm planning on doing a lot this summer and i really was kind of saving up to go to the all-star game and i'm not going to colorado for that but it's interesting that um the the twitter mob as we call it as we've been calling it for the last few years has run cancel culture and atlanta has been canceled essentially yeah, it's, I mean, it's just a weird thing. And like Stacey Abrams apparently was like the one who told them to cancel. And then she's like, no, they shouldn't have canceled. I just, I know. so there's been a lot of misconceptions about this voter law. And I'm not even saying it's good or bad. I, I don't even necessarily I don't have an opinion. So I, I, I think, I I think voter ID as a general concept is good. I think some of the, even the food and water requirements were kind of dumb, but they were exaggerated saying that you couldn't do it, which is not exactly what the bill says. But it just is like a, I think the problem people have is they view it as a reaction to something they don't view as a problem. But the law itself isn't bad. It's, I mean, it actually opened up more, you know, it opened up more days to vote, I think weekends, more early voting so that lines are not going to be as important. Um, and there was some things, but I guess the issue is that some of them left don't think it was, they think it's a reaction to something that was a lie. Um, and whether or not, whether or not it's a case, it's like, we need to think about what is policy and does it matter what it's based on? Like I always said, like rank choice voting is an interesting concept. Like, I think it's kind of a cool concept where you can like rank people 
The only reason it's it was a thing in Maine is because the governor, Paula Page, was a Republican, won twice in a row, like 40%, because the Democrat and like the socialists took away enough votes that he won. So it might be a good policy, but it's from this idea that they, that it was a partisan thing that Democrats couldn't win, but does that make it bad policy? So I think that that's all to say that this was a dumb move by the MLB. I think it was just stupid. They can do whatever they want, but it was a really dumb move, I think, and it's kind of giving into the worst instinct of society and saying we're not going to actually look at what it does but if people are outraged we're going to do something about it i know it's it's kind of insane that just general anger can cause something like it i think that the law itself didn't matter it was just the fact that people were mad about it like i i would beg to i actually was talking to a friend who is equally outraged as i am that the mlb caved to this and moved and we were kind of joking that we would love for the Braves to make it to the World Series so that the MLB like really had a moral dilemma about like what they were going to do about playing in Atlanta. But I mean, not joking, like that would actually be kind of cool. But um, I-, I read an article that really unpacked what the law did. And it it kind of made me scratch my head like we caused all this outrage over like so many worse things happen all the time that no one freaks out about and and we're causing outrage over this it's just a really uh it's an interesting concept that cancel culture can can move the needle so much and and i mean of course the thing that's super interesting is that like i think 51 percent of the the business owners in atlanta are black something like that it's like nine percent in denver so i mean it's like you're kind of taken away from these businesses because you don't like a law that even, even if it was a bad law like these people had nothing to do with it. Why are you punishing them for this law that's that's completely like unrelated to them? So it's really, um, it's just disappointing. I think people who, and I think baseball has kind of been, you've heard about the NBA and football and baseball has kind of been the one that hasn't gotten involved that much. And for them to move that, it's, and it reminds me the NBA moved their, all-star game a few years ago from North Carolina because of the transgender bathroom law. Um, But this is, this is like, I think even a much worse thing is like, there's just, you don't really have anything to go. And if you look at what the law does, you might say, you know what? I disagree with this. I think that some of these things should not be the case, but like, you might not like it. You might think there's issues with it, which is fine. I mean, I I haven't even like, I'm not an expert in this, but like, that's not the same thing as saying it's not a great law. There's something, it's not Jim Crow level. I think we need to, we need to really focus on looking at policy and you can say, you know what? I disagree with this Georgia voting law because of A, B, and C. Fine. I agree with A, B, and C. Let's stop calling it Jim Crow level. It's It's just an insult to the, like the intelligence of Americans. It, it absolutely cheapens any type of legitimate argument about mm-hmm. how we should treat others and how everyone should have the same rights everybody else is. And one more thing, just to call out a little bit about Republicans, you can't call everything socialism that you don't like too. I mean, I mean, like, and just because somebody's doing something doesn't mean it's socialist. And I mean, some of the things that you're doing are closer to socialism than the things you're complaining about. So same thing. I mean, obviously that's a little bit less offensive because some people don't actually think it's a bad thing, but, but like, let's debate issues for what they are not call people names or attach it to racism sexism socialism if it's not yeah it quit painting with such broad strokes it's so frustrating when you're painting with all these broad strokes um speaking of socialism that's not this isn't a good transition but um (laughs) just speaking of kind of like high taxes that hurt other people um Metro Nashville, let's give a round of applause to the Metro Council for taking a step in the right direction by changing a law that has been, um, this is this is a step in the right direction, it's not perfect by any means, but they changed a law that um, has cost Nashville a lot of money over the last 
many, many years. Um, if you weren't aware previously, if, if a Metro Council member serves two terms, eight years, they get, what is it, like lifetime health and lifetime retirement benefits for certain Lifetime eight? health and, and, and the, basically it's this Cadillac health plan where for most of your life, the government pays 75% of this like Cadillac health insurance, even after you're gone for a part-time council job. It seems kind of like, I'm not, I'm not going to pull the socialism crying wolf thing, but it is a little like favoring elected officials that probably shouldn't be getting benefits like that. Or I, well, would I mean, it's most, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not going to go into socialism, thing, but it's the most generous pension plan that there is in the whole country. And there's nothing like that for city council members anywhere else. It's, it's an insane plan. Yes. And it only became, it only came to light because of Ron's kind of research about some of the ways to save Metro council money. And then kind of the media started to run with it and they finally addressed it. They addressed it. So um, Metro Council took a step in the right direction by addressing it and saying anyone from here on out who is elected to Metro Council wouldn't get these benefits. Now, well, no, they still get the benefits, just at, at, a, at a lesser rate. So instead right. of the instead the of the government paying for seventy five percent, it's like they pay government saving seventy five percent, and then when they're out for two years, it's fifty percent, and then the rest of your lifetime gives them a twenty five percent, which like we might not even still agree, but it's clearly a much better plan they currently have. Yes, yes, they don't get the same benefits that the current council members are. Now they did carve themselves out and exempt themselves, the existing council members from it, which I think is just completely inappropriate, but this is a step in the right direction. And I think um, we should definitely praise that and let them know that we're watching and we uh, appreciate that maybe down the road in the future, our kids won't be on the hook for as much as we're on the hook for, but um, I, there's still a lot to be done. Yeah, I mean, good for them. I mean, I'm glad they did it. I do. I mean, I do have a real issue with this idea that they understand how big of a financial issue it is. I mean, we told them and they, they do figure it out. And like, for some reason, they said, well, we don't need to do anything until six years down the road where all the people here are out. So, I mean, the, the idea that it's, it's something to be done, a necessity, I'm glad they realized that. But for them to say, it doesn't matter now. We just, we want to still get our, we don't want to make any sacrifices ourselves. We just want future people to do it. So, I mean, it is certainly better than nothing. I wish they would have done it immediately though. And it does seem like there's some kind of like selfishness going on saying like, we don't care about tax dollars as much as we care about our pensions. So, I mean, our healthcare, I'm sorry. And like, so it is, it is a step in the right direction. I'm trying, yeah, I have these mixed feelings because I like that they did it and it's certainly better than doing nothing. But if it's such a problem, which it is, why not do it immediately? Why do you have to do it six years down the road where every single person that currently is there is exempt? I know. Yeah, it hurts. It's kind of, it's kind of like a, you want to praise it, but you're also at the same time, like, but you could have done better. Like just think it's about it. It's better than nothing though. And that, that's where we need to go. And it is a step in the right direction. Hopefully they keep cutting. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that this is like a first step in getting some of the outrageous spending that the city council does under control because for, for a city national size to have 40 council members to begin with, and then for all of these benefits for all 40 of them, it's just, it's bigger than any other council. I'm pretty sure for a city our size. And I think it's the second biggest in the whole country beyond New York city, just generally forget the city our size. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's a lot of money that's being spent. And I would say my personal Taylor Dawson opinion is an unnecessary way. And um, and then on top of all the other spending, the corporate welfare, everything else, it's, it's no wonder that Nashville is in such a bad shape, but hopefully this is the first step in a long line of good steps toward getting our fiscal house in order. Yeah. And we'll try to be, I mean, it, it's, it is a step in the right direction. So, I mean, we want to be critical about some of the bad things it did, but it's certainly better than nothing. So, I mean, kudos right. to them. I mean, whenever they do something well, I mean, it is important we say that we criticize them enough and they did a great job with the home business bill. So yes. every once in a while, thank you for that. I wish it was better, but still better than nothing. Yes. And yeah, we'll, we'll give you a good, a good score on that. 
Um, so going back to kind of sports and Georgia talk, uh, Masters last night felt like Christmas Eve because Masters started today. And, um, you know, I thought it was interesting that people on Twitter were also trying to say that uh, the Masters should be moved out of Georgia because it's like the Masters isn't the Masters if it's not in Augusta. Um, but yeah, it's like, that's the, I mean, that's the course you have to play. Like, how would you even move it? I don't understand how that would work. Pick up, replant all the azaleas, like move it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, would they, would they move the course? I mean, that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> it, it's, it's so insane. It's absolutely so insane, but, um, it is master's week and I actually started a master's fantasy league and I had eight of my friends, my future brother-in-law, my mom, a bunch of people joined it. It's called Justin Thomas fans roll tide. Um, if you can't tell, oh, did he go? Did he go to Alabama? Yeah. Now, when you told me all those golfers you like today, did all of them go to Alabama? No. Okay. okay. So for my Masters fantasy pick, so the Masters started this fantasy league thing this year. It's like through their website. And you pick four golfers: someone who's a first timer, someone who's a past winner, um, a U.S. player, and an international player. So I chose Carlos Ortiz as my first timer. Adam Scott is my past winner. Justin Thomas is my U.S. player because he's an Alabama guy. And then Danny Willett is my international player because he actually played golf at Jacksonville State University where both my parents went, um, the Gamecocks, where I'm from. So, And he's also three over, so he's not in good shape for you. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't mean I don't love him. I, you know, I have, a, I have a big loyalty streak, so I had to, I had to pick my guys. But um, you, you're invested in it in a completely different way. I am. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I've been gambling on it. I have a lot of like people to make and miss the cut. I don't even like golf. I, I think it's so boring to watch. I don't enjoy it. Um, the only reason I like, even when I bet on it, like I'll, I'll mostly not watch and just kind of like, I'll check the scores every once in a while. Like, I just don't like watching golf. I think it's so boring. I think if I was there in person, it might be cool. And I mean, and I can't say enough about how, you know, good these guys are. You see some of these shots, you're like, this is, but like, it just, it's like baseball. Like I can respect, it just doesn't really interest me. And and I'll probably maybe watch on Sunday, especially if one of those guys that I, I picked, but right now I got, I need Mark Leishman to, to win the first round. I win like 1800 bucks and he's, he's, one back right now so and this other guy who i can't pronounce his name so no it, it is it's fun to bet on um i don't have any kind of a i don't care who wins i don't have any favorites but that is i feel like that's the best way to bet is when you don't have a favorite like that yeah. you, you kind of look and be like i think it's a good value as opposed to like maybe i'm like i can't bet against the jazz no matter what i think is going to happen i know that's how i am with alabama i mean i care too much um, i always literally every single year at the end of the masters i cry when they put the green jacket on whoever won because it's like such a moment even if they're my favorite golfer or not like bubba's year oh gosh i just died but it, 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 it is cool how they do um it's cool how they have this like little they all everyone who won before has a dinner before today like their little green, green jacket like it's dinner and it's like there's people who are and what's cool too is like past winners can come back so i saw a guy like that's like 70 years old playing like he, obviously he's getting crushed but like like anybody who won this tournament before is invited for the rest of their life well the oh what's his name the guy who broke the the color barrier in the masters the first african-american guy who ever played um was invited this morning to do the ceremonial like first tea um, oh, cool. Which was really, it was really a sweet moment. Masters was posting that on their Instagram account, but I love it. I think it's just one of the best traditions. Like, you know, I'm a traditionalist. I love the Kentucky Derby. I love the Masters. I love all things like that. But you were talking about not betting better when you don't have a dog in the fight. I mean, one of the reasons that I had um, the worst brackets in the entire world is because I picked Alabama to win 
uh, the, the tournament this year, and I am so bitter. I did not watch. I say I didn't watch a single game after Alabama lost out. I watched a lot of games after that, but I just couldn't care as much. I won my bracket for the second consecutive year. Uh, so I've been uh, – and I, I, if you remember, on our first show, I said Baylor's going to win, which they were they were the fourth or fifth best odds, and, and I called two of the four first-round upsets that were huge. So it's been another – that's the one sport that I really can get gamble well on the other ones it goes back and forth but I mean college basketball is really where I my bread and butter I hate when you're right I hate I hate it so much I hated Alabama losing I was so bitter and then the Braves are really not really sticking it up this year I just have not had good luck this year picking it's early though I mean the Braves will probably still make the playoffs yeah, you one can only two or three pitchers before the deadline, but but you will probably still make the playoffs. <laughs> no, we got it. We got to get our pitching house in order. I love Max Freed, but that was pathetic. Um, so last topic is our fun topic for the day, and Mark actually had a very good idea. So we've been talking about celebrities who don't get credit for being brilliant. So I'm going to give an example, and then Mark's going to. I don't know what Mark says, but I personally think, and Mark agrees with me actually, that Kim Kardashian does not get enough credit for being brilliant. She, yes, is a, so, is a socialite, a fashionista, or whatever you want to call it, but she's famous for being like popular and like good looking, but she's also really, really smart. She's getting her law degree. She cares a lot about criminal justice issues, but you have to be a shrewd businesswoman to get to where she is by doing, I mean, she was like Paris Hilton's professional purse carrier for like three yeah. years, but you have to be a shrewd businesswoman to get to where she is. And so I think that we should, rather than rolling our eyes at celebrities like Kim Kardashian, appreciate them for what they've done. Mark, do you have anyone to add to this? Well, she, I mean, she's also like a marketing genius or to think matters. And that's great. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, that, that, that's what I think. But I mean, the person who, who I think just does not get enough credit and is probably a borderline genius is, is Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, that, this guy is one of the smartest most business savvy, like you got to see the deals he has. And he does so many things. He's got his hands in all these buckets. He's like a serial entrepreneur. I mean, he is so smart. And, and, and I mean, and there's other people too. I mean, even Paris Hilton, people like that, like she's not that she's smart, but she's savvy. And like, she understood this. Like Jessica Simpson, remember when people made fun of her being dumb, she played into that because she's like, this is what's going to make me money. So like, it's not always like, oh, you, you know, you get a, a, a whatever, 1600 on the SAT. It's like, and I mean, Shaq's a doctor. Uh, Shaq is a doctor. I so, I mean, I, I think Shaq is probably maybe the best definitely the best sports businessman of our generation, the professional athlete who's done it, but it's just seeing all these people. And there's a lot of people who don't get the credit they deserve. And then some of these people, I think that we kind of view as, as maybe too smart or not smarter than they are, especially the celebrities who talk a lot about stuff they don't understand, but. <laughs> Instagram politics. I actually got in a conversation last night about Instagram politics. I have a friend who she and I really, really hate it. People will see one celebrity get outraged over something and they're like, oh my gosh, they must be right about everything. And then they just yeah. post that yeah. on Instagram. Like we, we need to give credit where credit is due and maybe not trust so many people who think they know exactly what they're talking about all the time. I know. Or, or just see how hypocritical they are. I mean, like how much can we hear about Leonardo DiCaprio talking about climate change and have his own private jet. And so the same people, it's like, if you're not doing it, then, then shut up. And like, you're not smart just because you know, two or three things that aren't true. Like that doesn't make you smart. So I do think Shaq is probably one of the most undervalued, intelligent people probably in the whole country. You got Shaq. I got Kim Kardashian. Yep, they're that's, both great. Yeah, that's who I would pick on my uh, business fantasy team. Um, okay, <laughs> we should we should it maybe Kylie though. Isn't doesn't Kylie worth more than her? Isn't she worth? Yeah, a dude, Kylie's brilliant. Yeah, 
she is so smart. Now she makes a lot of questionable personal decisions, like being in music videos that are gross, but she is brilliant and shrewd yep. businesswoman. Yep. And yep. we'll, we'll, I'll take all the Kardashians. You can have all the basketball players. I'll take all the Kardashians. I don't want all the basketball players. Half of them lose all their money and like, and like retire bankrupt because they are gambling or paying for all their friends to do stuff. So no, I will take some basketball players, but maybe just Shaq. Yeah. Pop me <laughs> kettle calling, saying people are losing their money gambling. You're like, you're like, Oh, well, no, I mean, I mean, faster. losing all their money gambling not making money gambling so right, there's a little bit of difference between that so no i mean but like even like charles barkley and i were like there but yeah, there is barkley's another good one there's a lot Ooh, of really i love charles barkley even though he's an auburn guy i love him yep, you gotta is. love him yep. um well happy masters week again to everyone uh we'll we'll recap that on our show next week this is turning into a sports podcast instead of a po political podcast yeah, and not even i mean golf too not even good sports <laughs> i'm gonna pretend you didn't say that okay. and i'm gonna sign off before i say something rude have a great week everyone